What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Marvel Unagi with Ross. How you doing, man? It's been a while. I am awesome. I know. It's been like a month and a half. It was pre-New York Comic Con was the last time we talked. And uh, there's been a lot going on since then. A lot of uh, MCU stuff, a lot of comic book stuff. Craziness. Been, uh, yeah. been a fun month and a half. So, uh, yeah, we got, we got well, a lot to, to get know, into. How was Comic Con? Oh, it was awesome. I um, <laughs> like nobody. Nobody gets um, well. Maybe not nobody, but I'm the. I love going places by myself. I yeah. go to the movies by myself. I'll go to a concert by myself. I wouldn't even mind going to a sporting event by myself if nobody wants to come. I'm there to watch the event. I'm there to be there for myself. If if you don't enjoy it as much as me, then don't go. Don't force yourself to go. I don't need I don't need people just to be there <laughs> as like a, a parade following me around like, let's go. Ross wants to go to this. Yay. Yeah, so yeah. um I love I love going and I have no problem talking to people. I met so many people between like uh Kyle Starks. I walked up to Mark Russell and uh and he's like, uh Frank Miller isn't here right now because he was sitting next to him. I'm like, dude, I'm here for you. He's like, Oh, yeah. well, in that case. Uh and then he signed my <laughs> my Rumpus Room book and uh a Not All Robots book. And uh he was awesome. But Kyle Starks had um he had drawn every Avenger like the original Avengers on two little like four by six cards and you, you know, you could buy Avengers. So I was like, I, he's like, you're the first person here. So I bought uh, the Iron Man in the original Iron Man suit and I bought uh, the thing. Uh, I said I was going to buy all the Fantastic Four, but some of them weren't in the original, like were never a part of the Avengers. So it was kind of like, eh, I might only get, so I said, no, Ben, ben Grimm thing and, uh, and the original Iron Man. And uh, he was, he was super, super nice about it. And, uh, Right on. Yeah, the 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 that was the best part. The artist alley and talking to some of the creators who've created things for you know Marvel, DC, independent, and uh, and how nice they were and gracious they were that people enjoy their work and are reading, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. Right on. That's cool, man. I'm glad you got to go. Yeah, no, I mean, one day you, I mean, like, listen, I know we talked about this where you, you live like around the corner from the, uh, for, <laughs> for like Anaheim and like WonderCon. And I'm like, and I, I have friends who literally live like an hour outside of the city and they're like, eh, I don't feel like going. I'm like, they don't complain. <laughs> like, you're there. You can go. This is not, this is not rocket science. If you want to go yeah. to the, the Comic Con, you just uh-huh. go. And they had, they, I went on Thursday. They had Thursday tickets still available. You take a day from work, you know, you, you call out yeah. sick. You, you got comicitis. Yeah. You do what it takes to get there. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, no, I um been a lot. We've we've gotten through now the whole season of of Loki. Last time we talked, we only got had like one episode. The Marvels has come out. Uh some new trailers. Uh that, that the What If trailer looks crazy and the that uh, um Madam Web trailer it's just bizarre. It's like all over the place. Like I, I was having such a hard time figuring out who is who because I don't, I didn't pay attention to the casting in that, and it was just like jumping all over the place. I think uh, uh, Madam Monk we talked about it on their uh, podcast earlier in the week, and or last week technically, and um, and they they were naming some of the people, and I was like, I don't remember seeing that person. I mean, I, I probably just need to rewatch that trailer more. And then the Echo trailer came out. Uh, probably about two to three weeks ago. And that looks amazing. It's going to be R. And I'm pretty sure that what Marvel is doing is they're going to make a whole new slate of like R-rated type content. And it's going to be like street level things like The Punisher, Daredevil, yeah. um, Echo. And uh, they scrapped all of Daredevil is what I heard. 
That's what I heard. And they're going back to the store, back to the storyboards. I was like, I mean, come on. But I want a good show. I, I want know. a good product. Um, you know, just uh, yeah. jumping around. Yeah. But I saw the Marvels. Before we get into the TV stuff. And? I liked it. It was the opposite of how I felt at the end of Eternals. When I saw Eternals, Eternals was so long, I only watched it twice. In the theaters and once. Because it's three hours long. Mm-hmm. But the Marvels was like an hour and 40 minutes. So I, it was like in and out. It was so fast paced, so action oriented. I did like that aspect of it, that everything was kind of happening. But I really wanted about 15 minutes extra. Like it could have been a two hour movie where they really developed Darben a little bit more. I felt like she was just underdeveloped. And therefore, people have been commenting like, oh, she's as bad as Christopher Eccleston was in Thor The Dark World. And I like Thor The Dark World. Don't get me wrong. When I look back at that, some people, I don't understand like why they're, it's such a hate of it. I thought he was good. I thought the movie was mm-hmm. good. Um, I get that it might not be as good as some of the other Marvel stuff, but as a standalone movie, I enjoyed it. I'll, I will go back and rewatch that, unlike certain other Marvel properties. I feel like the Marvels is going to be that. I feel like I'm going to want to go back. I'm going to want to rewatch it to see if maybe I missed something. I felt like... Um, I'm not a big Brie Larson fan. That's probably my biggest pet peeve with the movie is that I felt like the whole movie, it didn't, she didn't really smile. Like Kamala Khan, uh, Amon Vellani, I love, I I don't care if you, you you can love her, you can hate her. Mm -hmm. I love her. I think she is amazing. She brings charisma to the screen and she makes you feel like you want to be there. I laughed when she was on screen with her family. Um, and then when you had, uh, um, photon on the screen um uh, monica rambo when you had her on or maria rambo whichever one she is i forget <laughs> when you had her on the screen again the, the two of them played very well but danvers um uh, as captain marvel she was very cold and i don't know if that was what yeah. they intended for the character but it was it was a lot colder than what i had wanted i wanted it to be that she had, was a little more fun-loving that Amon Vellani could bring that out in her. And I just don't remember seeing it at all happen throughout the movie. But overall, I like the movie. I love where it's going. I love the end credit scene. I love the end of the movie where, where you know, uh, where everything goes goes on. I'm not going to spoil it because some people still haven't seen it and still knew. But um, I, I thought the movie went way quicker than I thought. So it was, like I said, the opposite of Eternals where it didn't drag. But I felt like because of that, it didn't develop as much as some Marvel movies have. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, unlike our other thing, which was Loki. And I think that's part of the problem with oh this. Oh my gosh. I love Loki so much. Every time so I've watched good. it so many times already. I love it. It is so good between the writing. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the best part about it that I, I mean, again, there's a lot of parts that everyone loves, but one of my favorite things about the show is the cinematography and the fact of how they utilize these makeshift things like an old vending machine and 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 these these like TV looking things and when uh, when uh, he who remains sticks his head in that thing and it's like welcome he who remains and like it just looks uh-huh. like an old like microwave yeah. kind of thing like they're they're repurposing these like things that came out in like the sixties or seventies I feel like and and making them feel functionally. Uh, like forward, like they're, they're they're like futuristic now. Yeah, I loved it when he finally got a hold of his time slipping and was trying to figure it all out. And I thought the ending was was really well done, wrapped it up. It was a surprise to me. I mean, I guess you could say you could see something like that coming, but 
Uh, just the way it was done was was really well done. And I guess I don't really want to spoil it. I don't know. I guess maybe some people still haven't seen it, but that the uh, the thing at the end, the tree, I guess oh, that has like a that's a real thing. Yeah, the and, Norse, uh, Norse, Norse, Norse we, we, we talked about that because um, the Idrisil, we talked about it when we were talking about the Loki comic. If you remember, like yeah. the Idrisil, yeah. the, the world tree, like, the, you know, it's... um Yes, that's right. That's what it is in, in, in Norse, Norse, yeah. Norse mythology, as I get tongue twisted here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, I didn't know where they were going to go. I mean, episode five was so good. Because it was just like, okay, let's get the band together. We got to get everybody. And they find where everybody really came from. That Mobius was like a jet ski. Like he was selling those things. Oh like my gosh, you didn't get to see him on dude. the water, but he was selling it. It was so awesome. And then you got to see B-15 that she was a, um, that she was a, 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 a nurse. nurse. But did you know that her character that she played the name of her character? Like when it said on her file is actually a character from Marvel comics who actually has the ability to God, let me think if I say it right. She can tell if you're lying. Oh. So so in the comic books, she was um there with Loki and she would be the person who'd put him in his place. Like, no, you're you're lying. Tell me the truth. Like she she right. could get that out of him. I, I, oh, that'd be an interesting team up. But I'm just I my in my brain, I can't remember exactly what it was and what her name is, but I I I, I remember noticing that and and I, I totally forgot. Um, and I'm just jumping all over the place with that, but between her and then Kihei Kwan, where he, he, he goes to the bookstore to try to buy the book and he's like, get out of here. Stop so putting your book on dude. the shelf. Get out of here. And, yeah. uh, and then at the, at the he's end, a- when he opens up the box and it's the second edition of the TVA handbook. So it's like that, so uh, that I really hope that somebody makes the TVA handbook as like a collector's item. Like, a, like it could be a well, limited I could press at least run. use it like, uh. Yeah, I can at least, even if they don't, I would love like, like just like a, almost like a moleskin journal, but it had the T, like it looked like the TVA handbook, you know? Yes, that's what I'm saying, where it literally looked like the orange cover and then the inside were just blank pages so that you could, you could give this to your kids. You could give that, I would love that. They're going to do it. They got to do that. I mean, because like, that's a, that's a, that is right there for the taking with such popularity of the show and and all that. Yeah, no, that, that's got to be done. And then, um. Who else did they have to find? Oh, and then he goes and he finds uh, uh, Sylvia DiMartino, Sophie. And she's like, he's like, you, you might not know who I am. She's like, what are you talking about, Loki? She recognizes <laughs> him right away. Right. Yeah. And uh, and she, if you remember, one of my favorite scenes. Um, and again, this is just going to be me nitpicking. But uh, when she goes to the record store after like her and Loki have that meeting and she lounges back yeah. and, and the camera angles and everything spaghetti's out. But the problem mm-hmm. is, as a guy who's an audiophile, I have a turntable from the 70s, a receiver from the 70s. They're both Morants. They're awesome. I love records. She puts on a song by the Velvet Underground that's not the first song on the album. And she puts the needle on the first thing. Oh, so, Ross. <laughs> I mean, again, I think it's the last track on that. I think it's the last track on that um, on that album. But I'm saying, but at least even if she pretended yeah, to yeah. put it on the last track, even if it's not perfect, to me, like I would have said, like okay, it didn't <laughs> land on the exact pinpoint spot, but they're gonna dub that music Only over you, anyway. <laughs> but I love that scene, and then she stands up and she's just like, huh, 
Okay, I guess everything's spaghetti and boop, boop, temp pad on her yeah. wrist and, and get out of there. And then um I love the scene when Loki has figured out his time slipping and he goes back to her and she she realizes what's going on and he's torn because it feel it seems like at this point in, in time where they're at that he has to kill her like because he keeps trying to stop her from killing he who remains and he just can't like there's just every time he tries well yeah no that was it. A, that was in episode six I love that the end of episode five yeah. is where he figures it out because at the end of episode five he figures out how to how to hold the branches you see him like watching the branches go by when he was with in that um in uh, the OB's like place where he was writing the books. And then he ends up back with him yeah. at the TVA where it starts up as of episode six and he keeps time slipping. But I like that he kept doing it. And then he's just like, okay, again. And every time uh, Victor Timely kept screaming, <laughs> he's like, no, 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 faster, faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to put on the helmet. Yeah. Don't put it on the walkway. It's going to fall off. Okay, let's do this again. No, no, no. Okay, again. And he just keeps watching him die and die and die. Like almost like, okay, let's try this again. Let's go back even further in time. Let's get him from the, the yeah. room where, where he was... Um, I just thought the episode worked so well. Yeah. And I thought that scene with him and, and Sylvie was just, was kind of a cool scene where he's just, you know, they're discussing how he's facing a, a difficult, you know, conundrum. And, uh, I thought it was cool. And I thought that when he started talking to he who remains while he's trying to like prevent Sylvie and he realizes he can pause time. And he's tricking he who remains. He's like, you think this is the first time I've been here, but you know, that sort of stuff. Like it was all really cool. And you know, and when that happens, when he says, he says, what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? And then he sits back and he's less like, okay. And he drops the the lavish act and he starts talking very in like a, like a, a street yeah. way. Like, like they're just buds on the street yeah. now. Like not, he, he cut yeah. the act and, yeah. he, and he got right out of that. And, uh, and, and he, and he like tells him, this is it. You you have to make this choice yeah. because the fail safe of the loom is meant to destroy the TVA and it gets built up again. And there's nothing you can do to stop this. But I, I got, I, what was the, the line? I can't remember. I think it was Mobius. I don't remember if it was Mobius who had the line. I, oh man, it was such a good line when he when he goes back and he time slips back to say his goodbyes to everyone, and he's sitting there with Mobius. He time yeah. slips back to when he was at the beginning. I'm I know somebody's going to call me out on this if it, it, or I'm going to have to go watch it again. But it was like the saving of lives versus the saving of thousands of lives. Like how do you choose what path and yeah, and and this yeah. and it's like how do you know like when what you're doing is like for the best. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. he, he had decided that he cared more that his friends were happy because he'd reached that point in his life than himself. And the only way for his friends to be happy was for him to sacrifice to what he had to do. And it was just, yeah, yeah. it was just amazing. So if I, if I could ask a question, do you think the Kang slash he who remains, like, is that done now? Like, is that storyline kind of over? You know. So I, I didn't know. I'm, so again, they're getting rid of Jonathan Majors. That's a big thing already. Like, I, I, I think they already changed the name of a, a it's not going to be the Kang Dynasty anymore. I think um, I was talking to James at my LCS and he said that they're t- changing it to the Eternity um, Wars, Ooh. not the Secret Wars. And it might be like a two movie thing. 
you know, like the way they did Infinity Saga, like they did, uh, yeah. they did Infinity War and then they did Endgame. But I, I don't know a hundred percent. I'm not gonna lie. If the rumors are true that they're they're switching from Kang to Doctor Doom, I'm kind of excited. I've liked the Kang stuff, but it's kind of run its course to me, especially at the end of Loki. And I'd be stoked to see. Oh, Doom. If, they, if they do a Doctor Doom, I would absolutely love it. I mean, he, the problem is, mind. is that I don't know who they would cast for him, and there's been so many fan casting for him. Um, you know, it's really, really, I, I love Doom and I agree. Doom would be great. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I said, it's just, they, you end up throwing away the the scene at the end of Mania with all the Council of the Kangs. And again, Kang was a right. villain and he traveled through time and he did all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get why they would do it. Get rid of him. He's causing all this negative publicity and some people might not want to want him there. Some people might, you know, it, it's a whole big thing, mm-hmm. but doom is doom is the best. Do you think we'll get more Loki? Doom is the best, but do you think we'll get more Loki? I think we're going to get Loki in, like, in secret wars or whatever, whatever the Avengers movie would oh. be. I think like what they're going to have to do is since he's controlling um, what he, what he has now where he is, I think that he's going to be brought out of that. Now, you know, you know you're getting more Mobius already because Mobius is going to be in the mm-hmm. third Deadpool movie. He's been already That's like... That's what I heard, dude. I'm right. stoked. So, exactly, right. So, I mean, Deadpool, <laughs> you're going to have Wolverine. You're going to have Mobius. You're going to have all these... I think you're going to have some of the Fox X-Men. I think you're going to have some of the uh, Fantastic... I even heard... I thought that they were going to bring back the Fantastic Four from the Fox universe. And I thought they were going to have some of the Spider... Like, I feel like Deadpool 3 is just going to be like Deadpool waving to everybody. <laughs> oh man but Loki I'd give Loki like a 5 out of 5 I loved it through and through it was really well done me too I, I thought season 2 they I didn't think they could top season 1 and and they did yeah. it was it was perfect yeah. most of the time when they do these second seasons of shows you know even if you go back to some of the Netflix stuff like the Daredevil the Jessica Jones the the the, the um the what was the guy's name? Iron Fist. Iron Fist. The second seasons for a lot of Oof. those were not nearly as good as the first seasons, and um, yeah, you know, I, I really felt this was one of the few times. Like, you know, you go back to the Godfather, where the Godfather Part Two for a lot of people is better than the Godfather, and it's debatable. But uh, this was a, a second season that I thought just was phenomenal. Five out of five. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. So good. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Avengers, let's get into uh, some books. Yeah, man. Now, I know that you're caught up on Avengers and you started reading the Uncanny Avengers. So where do you want to go from here? Would you want to jump into Uncanny first? Do you want to do Avengers first? Two crazily different plot points. Let's do Avengers because I want to talk to you. Did we get to talk about the ending of the first arc last time? I don't remember. Um, I, I, maybe, I think we had, we had only read up to five last time and five was where you found out that the impossible city was being held captive by all the, um, whatever the name of that, that, that group is of, of like deviant gods. Like you didn't find out what was going to happen. And that happened in in episode in issue six. And now issue seven came out and we could talk about that too. Cause that came into play also. But um, yeah. yeah, what'd you think of uh, the way that they ended? And then eight it? came out, right? Did you say? Oh, seven, seven. You're right. Yeah, yeah, seven. Um, 
What'd you think of the ending, the way that they ended it? The ending was was wild, dude. I loved it, but it all just kind of happened. I, I could have it could have dragged out an, another issue for me to kind of build some of the tension, but I loved it. What'd you think? I loved it too. And you want to know, I know exactly what you're saying as far as it could have dragged out, but I am happy it didn't because I have read a lot of Jed McKay stuff. And in reading things like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, I'm reading Moon Knight and it's, it's, you know, I think they're, they're ending Moon Knight at issue 30. I think it's up to 28 now. And then they're going to start a new run of Moon Knight. I don't know if it's going to be exactly taking off of this, but it's going to be a, a, a new, they're going to start from scratch uh, or start with an issue one in uh, January, I think, or February. But it's 30 issues. It's taking so long for it to go with the same basic stuff. It feels like it, it hasn't result. I feel like, again, I'm I probably off base, but it, it doesn't feel like it has the resolution I want it to. Whereas this, it yeah. had the resolution. It had six, it had a six story arc. It ended. I liked how clean it was. It made sense. It didn't seem like it was out of place. It didn't seem like, okay, like, you know, they figured out how to defeat these gods. The impossible city helped. It was now, now the impossible city is part of the Avengers. The impossible city is free. And they asked, do you want to be, you, you, do you want to help us? Do you want to be our spaceship? And, um, I, I really liked that. They, they wrapped that he wrapped it up succinctly. And it was just like, we got this. Mm-hmm. It's done. Let's, let's move on to the next story arc, which is bonkers. When you read issue seven, did you know what was going on at the beginning? Or were you like, what is no. happening here? Like, why is vision? We just got thrown in and and vision looked weird and he's dead. And like, what's happening? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, dude, this is not good. This is not good. Right. It's like, oh my God. It's like, where did this all happen? Everybody is, everybody's dead. <laughs> Everything is going on. The world is destroyed. I'm yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where is this Avengers book going? Is it, is it really going that route? I know. And then when you find out at the end that they were all in a, a spell and they're still on the impossible city, they're like on the, on like the, the base of it. And they're, uh, they're um, whatchamacallit, they're all they're all just asleep and it's nightmare. Dude. Like nightmare is such an underused villain. I wanted him to be in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness so bad. I think that was the original bad guy, and it was too dark. I think Marvel came, I don't remember, but I think Marvel probably thought it was too dark, so they they redid it and then they made it Wanda. But but man, Nightmare is such a dark, evil villain, and I love him. I love that horror aspect of this. Dude, when he's standing there on that cliff just in his like cape dude talk about menacing man he's standing there in his cape and he's he's got the he's got the grin on his face and he's basically Mm -hmm. holding on to wanda and like because because she was the one who kind of was like trying to figure this out yeah what i love is that he's narrating the whole scene as it's going on but he yes but wanda can hear him narrating it and he's like oh <laughs> no did i give myself away <laughs> i thought that part was really funny you know he's um he's got a little bit of loki in him i feel he's always been a little devious yeah, he, he seems like it like he likes to play those tricks but I think he gets a little darker into the tricks. I feel like he's not as much about um, trying to claim a throne and be a king and be like all worldly. He doesn't want to be. He just wants to. He just wants to create chaos. Yeah, and he likes likes it with a twist. It's like a Freddy Krueger aspect of him. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 
And then, uh, yeah, no, then it, then it ends. And if you remember, the, this whole Avengers run started back in the um, in the Kang book from December of last year. Mm. And then they were like December of last year to like in the the, the spring fall uh, spring summer the, the Avengers will be back, and it was the uh, the Mir- Mirden Mirden court thing whatever where it was like th- that was who Kang was like trying to say like they defeated me and Kang's still in a coma. I mean you know we we don't know what's happening to Kang Kang we haven't seen him in like five issues, but they want to to kill Kang. And Kang was the one who warned them about that um, that first group of people on the Impossible City. And I feel like I don't know where this right. is going to go now. Like, is it going to be a nightmare storyline or is this Murden going to be a, the storyline? Like, are they going to help each other? Is Kang going to come out of this coma? Who knows? The Twilight Court. Yeah, I'm into that. I want to see more of them. They look gnarly. Yeah. Well, did you read? Did you ever read ba- read that Kang book I'm telling you about? No. It's probably on Marvel Unlimited because it came out December of last year. It was the one-shot Kang book. Um, I don't remember if it was just called Kang the Conqueror, but um, or uh, it, it was it was just like a Kang book that was a one-shot, and it was him versus this this Meriden group, and they basically were like trying to kill him, and he escaped through mm. like a, a wormhole portal, whatever. And that's where he ends up with the Avengers at the beginning of the first Avengers book of this run. So it's like that's where they come from, and um, right, yeah. and so it's kind of like one of those interesting things that I, I don't know what they're going to do, but um, I'm I'm in it. I'm in for it. I said, now I'm you take it, you, you take this story. I got I got my fill of Avengers here, and then you go to the Uncanny Avengers, and you can get some fill of your oh, X Men sure. because it is one of my favorite books of that of that like fall of X books. I wasn't sure what to expect, but. I really like it, and I really like, as I think I've told you before, I like it anytime Deadpool's presented not as just a joke. Like, he can be have jokes, but he's not a joke. And that's why I really liked um, Uncanny X-Force back in the day, because Deadpool was that way. And in this one, he's a lot that way. And I love him and Captain America's relationship. I agree. <laughs> There's that I, one I, time <laughs> where that reporter is asking Captain America a question or something. And then I don't know if you saw him in the background, but he's doing this to the guy. Like, I got I my didn't. eye on oh, you. I got to go back and so look at funny. that. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 um, I, I have read every tie-in, at least the first issue with the fall of X and a couple I've, I've kind of fallen off of that. I don't really feel the attachment to as much, but uncanny Avengers, I'm definitely keeping up with. And it's just so funny because they had to create a new Avengers team because the fall of X, um, a lot of these mutants are now like being hunted by Orcus. Orcus is the The anti mutant organization, and basically one of uh, the robots of Doctor Doctor Stasis, Mister Sinister, is is it Cyclops that is uh, Captain Krakoa Krakoa or whatever? (laughs) What's going on there? Have we heard? Like, can you fill me in there at okay. all? I'm so, out of no. the loop on this. So this is exactly why when you don't read all of the other books, uh, um, basically Cyclops is actually being held captive by Orcus on their space station. Uh-oh. And he has, they've sewn his eyes shut. And so he can't use his, his laser, his laser eyes. And um, Kitty Pride, a shadow cat, 
she is like she now she had never been able to like use her phasing powers to walk through these portals that are like mutant portals that you can walk through. And now that they're disabled, she can walk through them and she's the only one who can and nobody knows that she can. Mm. So she's been traveling between where the Orcus um, headquarters is and that space station. She's been traveling to some of the X-Men and to the Avengers and the things like that to try to like help free some of these mutants. And recently she was up there and she wanted to free Cyclops, but she first had to free the Juggernaut. And man, that was cool when he gets freed and he just runs like out of this like prison that he's in. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's a crazy um, it's a crazy world, the X Men world right now. And like you said, the Captain Krakoa, you're gonna find out who he is. Um, this past week, they the book that just came out like. Last Wednesday, because technically this is coming out this Wednesday, um, is I forget if it's the X Men Red Book or if it's just the X Men book. They're going to reveal who he is, who Captain Krakoa mm. is, because everybody thinks everybody who's not like everybody's not Orcus or the X Men think it's Cyclops because that's who he was. Yeah, Cyclops was Captain Krakoa, but it's not him because Cyclops is being held captive. But that's why the world thinks that he's being bad because they're they basically orcus is like you go you defame him you go out there and you you run amok and everyone's going to hate them even more but we're not going to catch you because we know you're doing this so that we look better as an anti-mutant organization right so orcus how did they come about and what is their goal so Orcus's goal. Well, <laughs> so in this x-men run again this is getting a little off topic but um Nathaniel Richards existed in like the 1800s and he created four versions of him, three versions of himself and a, uh, a, a female counterpart, a version of his wife. And they're all androids. So that's why they live for mm. forever. But they all think that they're the original sinister, but none of them are the original sinister because they're all android versions of that were created by the original Nathaniel Essex. I said Richards, but Nathaniel Essex. So, Dr. Stasis is one of the versions of Sinister. There's a, there's Mr. Sinister. And then there's, um, God, I can't remember his name. He's like the one who was living in an egg. And then there's Mo, uh, Mother Righteous. And they're all like trying to do things for themselves. But Dr. Stasis is basically running Orcus. Like he's trying to get rid of all the mutants and, um, he, he created all this, this stuff. He's trying to get rid of all the mutants, but he wants to rule the world. Like he wants to be this mm. omnipotent, uh, all knowing being. And that's, that's basically what Orcus is. Orcus is like shield. Uh, but it's, it's run by, by Mr. Sinister <laughs> or Do Dr. Stasis. Oh, so okay. it's like run by and now him. The world kind of thinks that they're good guys. The world thinks that Orcus is good guys because they because they the mutants have a regen have an ability to regenerate themselves using these like pods that um that the world wishes they had and the world doesn't have oh. access to this regeneration so mutants can live forever what makes a mutant uh, uh better than a human 
you know, so the humans are gotcha. uh, are not happy. You know, I mean, you know, it's life. People, people, if you don't get something and I get something, you should be happy for the person yeah, who got yeah, yeah. the something. But instead of being happy that they <laughs> right. can do that, everybody's just like, nah, nah, we, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Why do they get to live forever and not us? Well, instead, why don't you enjoy your life? And with their ability to regenerate <laughs> and stuff, they've actually been able to upgrade um, medicine to help people, uh, to help humans live longer. They can't regenerate them, but they're able to uh they're, they 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 did create like medicine and workarounds to help the human race but uh sinister implanted a virus into one of the vaccines that yeah. was given to all the a lot of the humans and he said that if the mutants all don't leave earth he's going to set off the bomb inside of all of these people and they'll just instantly die so Professor Xavier had to use his mind control to send these mutants through the portals. And then once they were all through the portals, Orcus, Dr. Stasis, shut the portals down. And that's why nobody can no, nobody knows where the mutants are. Some people think that they walk to their death. No, they're in some random planet land. Who even knows where they are exactly? Um, they're all over the place, though. And there still are mutants. And again, out of all of this, some of my favorite books have come out. I am loving Alpha Flight. I am loving the Dark X-Men. Um... I am, uh, surprisingly enough, I'm really enjoying The Astonishing Iceman. I didn't love it at first, but it's getting better. It's it's a fun book. And Uncanny Avengers, on top of the X-Men Red and the regular X-Men books. Um, they're just, it's just a nice event that I don't, I'm not reading all of the other books. I stopped reading Children of the Vault and I stopped reading, um, uh, there was another, another one of those books that i stopped reading that was in in that realm and it was just because i'm like you know I, i'm i don't love it as much I'm, i don't think i'm gonna miss every no. detail but i'm not gonna you know yeah uh my last question on uncanny avengers for you and mm-hmm. then i'll i'll let i'll stop asking questions on what do you think about the end of issue three where kingpin was the eyewitness oh yeah so i haven't read issue four yet Issue four came out, but I haven't read it yet. But yeah, because yeah, they said either. it was a human. And then he was like, uh, and the fact that Kingpin says at the end of that issue, who do you think has been behind helping you mutants out? Because his wife is a mutant. Oh, that's right. Like, that's the whole point of this. He was he was at the Hellfire Gala because his wife was a mutant and they will allow sanctuary for any family member of a mutant. If that family, you know, like, so like, his wife is there. So he was able to come and it was just like, you know, not all is forgiven, but you know, don't do anything crazy. <laughs> and, and he's yeah, used yeah. his, his money and his power to kind of help between him and um, him and uh, Tony Stark. They're using a lot of their uh, connections and money and technology to help the mutants that still are out there to find any remnants of mutants to keep them um, safe. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. Thank you for filling in because that helps me understand what's going on better. Yeah, and they're trying to send all these people to like a Shi'ar community because the Shi'ar race is a race of you know mutants. If you remember from the X Men show back in the '90s, the Shi'ar was Lalandra and uh, you know Gladiator. Um, they're trying to send all these mutants on a ship off of Earth until this is all resolved, so that there's no chance of them getting found and being killed. That was uh, another part. Yeah these things but anyway on to uh something a little more fun um and a little more lighthearted and awesome 
I know that you read the last issue of Unleashed, and I did too. And Dude. I am so happy. As we mentioned, Kyle Starks earlier and his cool uh, artwork that I got from Comic Con. I talked to him about this, and I said. I loved this book and I told him I had to thank my buddy Kyle for getting me into this because I picked it up just for the cover for the first issue, but I read it and I am so happy. It was a four issue run. Anybody could pick this up. If it comes out in a trade, I would highly recommend oh, yeah. for an animal lover, a kid could read this, an adult could read mm -hmm. this. It was just like a wholehearted, really good story, good morals, a great ending, um, what did what did you think when when it all ended when it all unfolded? Well, I I agree, man. This was this was a home run to use a worn out analogy, but uh, <laughs> the ending for D was nuts. Uh, I yep. thought Lockjaw kind of yep. coming back and taking out. Um, forget his name now. What's the bad dude's name? Blackheart. Blackheart. Yeah, and seeing um, Black Bolt, dude. I loved it. And like you said, too, the the morals and the friendship and and even like Throg, like yep. having to battle without his hammer and and fighting for it and how they come through at the end for D and what they do. Uh just a yeah, really, really awesome four issue story. In the last issue, it's funny when you mentioned Black Bolt, because Black Bolt is probably one of the most powerful you know, superheroes in the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. He does sign language because even just a whisper can destroy a world. And um, there was a book back in the day, uh, well, maybe not back in the day, but about a decade ago called Infinity, which was a modern t telling of the Infinity Gauntlet books in which at one point Black Bolt does open his mouth and basically like cracks the earth, if I remember. And it was like a crazy image that I remembered. And reading this book, Unleashed 4, that panel where it's all white and you see the ashes of Blackheart, mm -hmm. just basically like a skeleton and like what looks to be like a little bit of a brown smoke. And all you see is the portal, a little blue portal and Lockjaw <laughs> about to walk through it. Like he just opened the portal and they just left him there in like in the, in the emptiness. Like Blackheart is just, he's, he's, yep. you know, like he's gone. Like it's a clean, like a clean ending. There's not going to be like, they didn't just say like, oh, and Blackheart gets away, you know, like, or, oh, and they defeated Blackheart. No, they, they show that his body is destroyed. It's the end of Blackheart that wraps up. I'm happy that they ended it that way, that they didn't, um, they didn't leave it as like a cliffhanger. Can he come back for Unleashed 2? Um, you know, pets, pets go wild. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and I really loved what Throg says. He has like a little monologue for a bit about Lockjaw. And I just yeah. loved it, dude, where he's yep. like, you know, this, this dude has immense, unbelievable strength. He could teleport at will. Uh, we are so lucky that he's as gentle and kind as he is. Like, and I just love that about a dog. Like, it's super cool. Um, as a dog lover, I just, I don't know, man, I really love this book, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, when, when Chewie, when, uh, Chewie used, um, her powers or his powers, uh, yeah. with, with, as the flurkin and then the mm -hmm. Falcon was like, what, what, wait a second. I'm sorry. I didn't know you had those powers. I thought you were just a cat. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, man, it was so, so emotional at the end with D dog on the rainbow mm -hmm. bridge. And he's like, that was that they were right. You know, because I don't have an owner to go to, I'm just going to end up 
like on in this desolate place, this rainbow bridge. I never make it to the promised land. And then they, all the anim, all the pets show up and they're like, no, you're a yeah. hero. You're, you're going to get a hero's uh, ending. And they take him to, to Valhalla where, where the gods go, go to, to when they, you know, pass on from this realm. And uh, it was just awesome. And it was just like, you know, you say D-Dog died. I'm get, but, I got the but chills right now. But he didn't, he didn't. about it. I love this D-Dog so died, but like he, he died a hero like he always wanted to. And he got to go to, he got to go to like a place where now he has love. Like he's in like a heavenly body and it's like, he's no longer just going to be living under the, the overpass. Yeah, I loved it, dude. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the cover that I got. Oh, I love that cover. Right? Isn't that a cool cover? I thought I thought dude, it was that a... was cool when he when he could um take over the body of some of those demons right, when and he start was taking, boxing right. people. When uh, he was phasing through them and into them, and yeah, yeah, no, it was it was a a great great book. I love that it just. I love that it just ended. It said the end, you know, Throg's last, you know, statement, let evil fear us wherever it lives. It was just like, it was a perfect, perfect ending, a really good four, four issue arc might not be in my top five or top 10 books of the year, but I would say it's one of the better overall front to back four issue books, easy read, good art, um, great story, great, um, morals and 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 uh, you know a store like ability yeah. to to give you a feeling of completeness at the end and knowing where you, where they really wanted you to feel and go. Yeah, cool story about about underdogs teaming up. I mean, those are the best, right? Yeah. Speaking of underdogs, how about uh that Deadpool better blood? We can finally wrap that Dude. up because uh, we got Spider Man and Wolverine and and yeah. Deadpool and. Crazy uh, cable getting siphoned uh, energy. Just one of those more bonkers Dude. things. I'm I'm just like, I don't know. I don't even know where to go with this book. <laughs> I don't even know where to go either. I'll just say I had fun with this. It was cool to see these characters. It was a wild Liefeld story. Um, yep. Artwork's yep. really fun. Yep. Bigger all, than all life, action. you know. All action. It's, yeah. it's like... Um, you know, if you remember uh, the show uh, How I Met Your Mother, Barney Stinson made a playlist mix at one point. Oh, yeah, I know. I love it. He made a playlist mix for a New Year's party. He's like, no, it's all up. It's up. He's like, you, there's no down. There's no things. It's it's just rise. All rise. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this book is. It's just like action upon action upon action upon action. It's just, it just, it kept going. It kept going. And then it ends. <laughs> yeah. I, I like you said it's they're so it's so wild it's hard to to even really break it down but I would recommend it just for a fun read uh pick this up uh, I guarantee you'll have some fun with it it's wild action yep. packed for any so. anybody who wants a marvel book that you can pick up five issues I didn't read the better blood the first the bad blood so I didn't read the first one and I don't know if there's another thing I think that at the end of it it said there's going to be a cable book coming out but I might not read that but for a easy fun read you want to grab something if it comes out in trade or if you want to pick up the five issues, you could read it uh, on a vacation sitting by the pool. Um, yeah. Very, very, you know, fun, quick, easy, nice, good art story. Yeah. 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 Loved it. 
So um, you want me to talk about some other things we got here that are uh, new that I know you haven't gotten into, but I think are interesting. I read Marvel Gods 1 and 2. And I read White, White Widow 1. So Marvel Gods is interesting. Basically, you have these two factions, um, the powers that be and the natural order of things. And they basically control, um, uh, they shape existence. They shape how things are, are in the world, in the universe. And and they're almost like omnipotent beings. And um, they basically are trying to stop uh, some evil magic or they're trying to stop like from uh, cata- cataclysmic events happening. And when crazy, uh, they call them Babylon events. When Babylon events are about to occur or have occurred, they're there to try to protect the world and stop those events from getting worse or from even happening. And you, you got, you know, Hickman is writing this and Hickman was, this was his, baby this was what he wanted to write he wanted this after what happened with donnie Mm -hmm. kate he got thrown into the ultimate universe so it's like when you're reading this this feels like a hickman book so if you like hickman's work if anybody listening likes how he's written stuff in the past you will like this you don't need any knowledge of anything i mean dr strange is in it and they have some uh you know, other other superheroes, I'm assuming, are going to randomly appear because it does take place in, you know, the Earth universe where there are superheroes. But but these these new people, Wynn and Ico, if I'm saying their names, um, Wynn is the avatar of the powers that be, and Ico is a centivar of the natural order of things. And they were a married couple, but when Ico got asked to be part of the centivar, she cannot be married to him. And be that. So she had to leave him to go be the centivar, be one of the centivars. Um, I think there's a hundred. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I, um, but she's she's got to be one of them. I think she's number nineteen. I, I don't remember. I, I don't, don't mind me on, on those kinds of things. Uh, let me just see. She oh she's the ninety seventh. But there's also one that's in this book that he's the second centivar, and you know the avatar for the powers that be. There's just one of them, one of him, and then there's a uh, an evil uh, villain, the Cubisk Core, who is creating this Babylon event that they're trying to prevent, and they're trying to figure out, you know, why he's doing this and where where he is, and they they catch up to him and. It's a it's a really good story. I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who hasn't read it, but it's only been two issues so far. I'm not sure how many issues it is, but I would really recommend if you really want a book. It's a little bit wordier than some of the other, um, like some other books. Like Unleashed yeah. was was an easy read, not very wordy. The the pictures mm-hmm. sold a lot, similar to like a Strange Academy kind of book. This is more wordy. It it has more of a mythos to it. They have more. Um, science magic world building where there's a very I don't want to say Harry Potter-esque feel to it but it's it's very you know magical in the stuff that they do and I find that it's captivating because the art is the art's good it's it's what's I, I consider standard Marvel art now the people look kind of real but they're not 
drawn like if Raza draws stuff, Raza draws everything real, and so does Diodato, where it literally looks like like the, the person. Yeah, and it's not yeah. so far fetched. Like when Scotty Young draws some people, that it's kind of like or um, or Jeff Lemire, where they have their own style, which I love. But the, or or like um, what's mm-hmm. his name? Who's doing uh, the lonesome the lonesome hunter? Like he created his own style. Like those people, I, I really envy their styles. But the Marvel books, for the most part, are all in this, this very like realistic look, but not too super realistic that it doesn't that it looks like it's too much. Like you don't want it to be overly real because it is a fantasy world. Yeah, I like the idea of magic, though. I can, maybe I should check it out. No, I, well, yeah, can you between, get into it without? Can you get into it like standalone? Hundred percent. That's why. I, that's what I did. I I picked up issue one because I was like, I like Hickman. Hickman. I can't remember what he did like about a decade ago that I, I read that I really loved, and uh, he's done stuff since then. But that was where I first like got into him. It was maybe a decade, decade and a half ago, and he he wrote a, a something. Can't remember. Maybe it was Infinity. Maybe it was. Um, it was something. I can't remember. But but he was really good, and I liked it, and I liked uh, the way he writes. And you can get into it with. It's only two issues in. They, they okay. Let's put it in perspective. They describe a lot. So if you're going to get into it, you're not getting into it just like flipping through pages and hoping it's just art. You're going to read mm-hmm. a lot, and you're going to get a real thick understanding of this world that's being created. Okay. Yeah, I, I would suggest that if you if you're if if you you know if you. You don't have any other comic books you're reading, you know, you're, just, you're skimming around, you only got one book to pick up this week, and you're like, oh, yeah, I might as well pick up Marvel Gods. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, it was good. I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I uh, added it to my pull list. It's uh, it's good. I'm, I'm excited to see where, where it goes from here. Right on. White Widow, I had pre, pre-done. Um, that would be the other book that I wanted to talk about because Sarah Gailey wrote, uh, eat the rich and she and Liana, uh, Kangas also did, um, know your station together. And I liked both of those. Know Your Station might be one of my favorite books of 2023, even though half of it came out in 2022. I got a whole new ranking system this year, by the way. Uh, I've got you know got to change up my whole my whole thing. Um, but I, I pre I had this on like a preview pre order so that I knew I would get this. Thinking I love her style of writing. It is so different than any other Marvel book, and I know it might turn some people off because it's not typical white widow or maybe it's not typical marvel but basically she ends up like semi retiring like she she uh you know has been doing this as a, a assassin a, a trained paid assassin for so many years she really is just like you know what maybe it's time i just settle down i get a house in the middle of nowhere and she finds this house in the suburbs and She's just, you know, trying to live her life. But you could see she's really not happy. She, like, misses killing people. <laughs> it's like when you take a, if you, when you take a person out of their profession and you put them into an environment that's really not the environment that they, that they want to be in. It's kind of like she's pretending to live this life. And you could see it and it's like they go through and it's like this is her routine and things she likes and doesn't like. And uh I found it. I found it fascinating. It kind of reminded me something like Wes Anderson would do, like uh, Wes Anderson with the Royal Tenenbaums and uh, 
Rushmore yeah. and some of those kinds of movies where it kind of felt like there's like a page where she's like literally going into like a likes and dislikes and then they have like a side shot of her apartment like building where like this is this person and this is this person and I kind of felt like it was this I don't know um what's the the right word like a, a like a dark comedy like it, it's not supposed to be funny but it had some humor in it but it's uh, it's like killing people humor so it's mm. it's kind of like uh, that's how I that's what I took out of it and that's kind of what I think that Sarah might be writing this with that regard like she's a trained assassin but giving her like some humor in her killing Anyway, the story goes that she really wants to go into all these shops and all these shops all of a sudden are getting bought out by this other company that is like a monopoly, kind of like um, as if Amazon took over every store. Like if Amazon bought your local coffee shop and Amazon bought your local sporting goods and your library and your bookstore and your this and your that. And one woman in town does not want to sell to this corporation. So while the White Widow is there, um, talking to the owner of the shop, her shop gets like bombed. And, you know, now the white widow is like, they go back to this woman's house and they're like, okay. And they're like, she's like, now this town's getting a little interesting. She's like, this is not, you know, she's like, you first think she's just going to be like this, like kind of like, uh, home, home cook lady sitting at home doing these things. But now it's like, okay. So there's a terrorist organization that's trying to kill me and everybody in this town. Okay, this this should be fun. It's almost like she's ready for it. Like, all right, I'm out of retirement. Um, and uh, I don't want, I, I gave away a, a lot, but there's other um, like little plot points in there and uh, uh, revenge, a revenge story in here as well. And I think that it's going to be good. It might not be for everybody because of the writing is not what, some people who who are looking for a Marvel book, it's not Avengers, it's not X Men. Um, like I said, it, it had like a lighthearted, dark humor to it that I that I listen. Maybe I'm hmm. maybe I'm sick. Maybe I got something going on. But I thought it was interesting. I read a lot of these boom horror books, and I like that it kind of felt like it wasn't as Marvel-y as some Marvel stuff can get. Yeah, well, it's cool to see Marvel doing something new at least. Yeah, I mean, it felt different. Like it didn't. And when I say different, I don't mean it's like, whoa, off the panhandle, but like literally it's not your typical Marvel book to me. So I don't know. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was good. I can't wait for more. I think I have a couple more new books coming out in the next couple weeks. And I think we're going to get, um, I don't know if we're going to talk again before the holiday seasons, but uh, next time we talk, what if? What if season, the, the season two, the trailer came out? I know I just mentioned it at the beginning of this uh, podcast, but they're going to release each of the eight episodes every day. They're going to release a new episode from the 23rd to the 30th mm. leading up to the new year. So like every That's day cool. you can watch a new episode or you can just wait the eight days and watch it. But I feel like I'm probably going to just watch every episode. At, like I'm watching one a day. I'm I'm excited yeah. to see like you know they're bringing back Captain Carter, um, you got Uatu back, you got uh you know the Killmonger um the Killmonger character I th- I I can't remember if I saw the Ultron the the Ultimate Ultron back because if you remember at the end of the season one of What If uh, Killmonger and Ultron he put them in like a like a time lock bubble and it was cool I'm gonna have to rewatch What If again and go from there anything you're looking forward to in the next uh 
couple of weeks? Well, I definitely want to keep up with Avengers, dude. I'm loving it so much. Uh, and I'm going to go see the Marvels, I think, this weekend. So I'm excited about that, too. Nice. And then maybe and when, I got uh, a bunch of trailers to watch, apparently, that I haven't seen yet. So I'm excited to watch those. <laughs> I'm thinking by the time the next time we talk, we'll have you'll have seen the Marvels. We could talk more trailers. And I think Echo comes out in January oh, and they're dropping yeah. all 10 episodes, I think, at once. So, man, you could binge watch that if you want. We could have a whole thing on that. I think uh, it's good. But uh, yeah, I'm glad we got to catch up. I know it's been a, 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 about a yeah, month man. and a half. I know we're trying to do this monthly. Um, I'm happy we, we are able to do this. I hope somebody out there takes our recommendations and uh, runs with them. And if anybody else out there has any recommendations, hit me up on uh, Instagram, Red Optical Corp. Um, I'm there. I like to talk. I talk a lot, as you can tell. And I like to read and watch lots and lots of stuff. I am a infinity. I have an infinity brain for reading comics and watching Marvel stuff. It's just <laughs> never ending supply in my head. Right on, man. I had fun. Um, why don't you take us out of here? Yeah, man. Well, thanks to everyone for uh, listening. Go follow Kyle at the comic book lair on Instagram. Uh, you can talk to him on discord as well. Uh, sometimes I'm even saying some crazy stuff on there. You maybe even uh, hear me rant about chili after I hear them talk about chili and other everyone talk about chili. Maybe it's that time of season. Um, and uh, yeah, if you're looking for a local comic shop, you can, uh, you know, check out Frank at coffee and a comic. He seems to be really cool. And I've actually picked up some books when I forget to get some at my local shop, Androids, I a lot of times I'm like, you know what? I don't have the time to get back there before the next week, so I will just order them from Frank just so that I don't miss out on Marvel books like this. How uh, What would I have done if I didn't get unleashed? And um, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Like the sound of the Comic Book Layer podcast? Our audio production is provided by Rosecat Audio. Check out Rosecat Audio at rosecataudio.com. R-O-S-E-K-A-T audio.com.